this is Brooke and you are listening to the Vintage Gardener podcast, which is where I give you tips and tricks on gardening, particularly if you are like me and you garden in southern New Jersey, which is zone 7A. So today we are going to be discussing Ito or intersectional peonies. an ito or intersectional peony. It is a cross between an herbaceous peony and a tree peony. Now these plants have a very interesting history. The first hybrid came out in 1948. Before this point it seemed that although everyone may have thought it would have been a nice idea, uh, everyone pretty much agreed that it would be difficult if not impossible to achieve. Now I've done some research on the topic and I've seen a couple of different reasons why people thought it was going to be difficult if not impossible to cross the two. Some people thought that the two varieties of peonies were incompatible for crossbreeding. Another article I saw suggested that crossing the two varieties was difficult, if not impossible, because of the fact that tree peonies and herbaceous peonies bloom at different times. So I guess that's the whole thing with, you know, pollination. Whatever the issue, it doesn't appear that many people attempted it. But there was one a Japanese horticulturist. His name is, and I, I do apologize if I mispronounce the first name. I am not an expert on Japanese uh, pronunciation, but I'm going to do my best. He was Dr. Toichi Ito, and he succeeded where others had failed. Um, according to the American Peony Society, um, they have a register of cultivars. It looks like Dr. Ito was responsible for at least eight hybrids. They only had eight hybrids, but that doesn't mean there there weren't there aren't others like in Japan. But that's the eight that are registered in with the American Peony Society. And from what I was able to uncover, it appears that even though Dr. Ito was successfully able to crossbreed them, he actually died before seeing any of the cultivars bloom. So there's another gentleman who comes into the story. Um, he's an American. His name is Mr. Um, I think it's Smirnow. Um, and apparently he was like, a, I don't know if he was a breeder or he was like a nursery person, but he acquired eight hybrids from Dr. Ito's widow and eventually introduced these um, cultivars to the market in the late 60s and early 70s. And so there are like I said, eight cultivars listed on the American Peony Society website. And it appears that Dr. Ito was responsible for uh, successfully breeding four pink hybrids and four yellow hybrids. Now, for all of the hybrids, it looks like the herbaceous peony he used was a lactiflora peony called Cacodin. Now, when I searched online, I did not see a picture anywhere online. So I'm not sure if this is a cultivar that's unfortunately just died out or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's under a different name, but all I know is that it, it appears to be described as a white lactiflora. Now with the yellow 
Edo peonies. It looks like he crossed Kakadin with Alice Harding. Now, Alice Harding, I was able to find a picture of, and this is a Ludia hybrid tree peonies. Now, if you guys remember the last episode I did on tree peonies, I told you that the Ludia hybrid tree peonies are what's typically used in crossing with herbaceous peonies to uh, make new um, intersectional peonies. You know, I'm not really sure why that is. I am still trying to find out um, what it is about that particular um, Ludia hybrids. I don't know if it's because, I really don't know. I, I haven't seen anybody in any article state why Ludia hybrids are the ones that are used. It just seems like in terms of genetically, it just, it just really works. So now for the pink hybrids, it appears that he used the tree peony. Um, yeah, the tree peony is called Kajura Jishi. Uh, that's K-A-G-U-R-A-J-I-S-H-I. And once again, I could not find a picture of it online, but it seems to be some sort of pink uh, sasfructosa. Oh, did I pronounce that right? Sasfructosa uh, tree peony. So per the American Peony Society website, the cultivars attributed to Dr. Ito are Pink Harmony, Pink Heaven, Pink Purity, Pink Symphony, Yellow Crown, Yellow Dream, Yellow Emperor, and Yellow Heaven. Now, I was not able to find any pictures of any of the, the pink hybrids, so I'm not really sure if the cultivar has died out or if they're just, for whatever reason, I, I'm assuming that the cultivar has died out because, you know, the American Peony Society has a ridiculous amount of cultivars. I, I forgot how many thousands they have um, listed on their website. So I would, I'm, would... I, I think it's probably a safe bet to assume that these uh, hybrids have died out. Uh, the cultivars have died out because I don't know if it's just it's a desir desirability thing or there were, you know, updated um, hybrids that had the same look that were just better plants because that's what typically happens. Now, I did try to figure out like why some are called intersectional peonies and why some are called Edo peonies. Um, now, I saw one site that said Edo peonies are only a reference to the ones that Dr. Edo specifically uh, specifically bred, but the American Peony Society does not take that view. Um, I did see an article on the American Peony Society, which seems to, which indicates that an intersectional peony is a cross between a tree peony and an herbaceous peony, peony but the herbaceous peony is not a lactiflora peony. So that seems to be uh, the real difference between the two. Um, they're saying that I, I was trying to, on the American Peony website, let's put it this way. Uh, when I looked up intersectional under cultivars, there weren't really that many cultivars. But as soon as I typed in Edo, there's a lot more because it seems like most of the, most of the hybrids that we have are definitely a cross of a lactiflora peony and some sort of tree peony or tree peony hybrid and that sort of thing. But pretty much the terms are used interchangeably. Um, Edo, if you say Edo or you say intersectional peony, actually most people are probably going to re recognize intersectional peony, but I think probably the more technical term is the Edo peony. 
So it was interesting because with, with Etopianis, because it was so hard to develop them and cultivate them, because, I mean, it, it would take years uh, before an, interse- an Etopian got to the point where you could actually sell it on the market. Uh, they were incredibly inspect- uh, inspe- expensive. And when I was looking at them, I like some of them were like $500. Some of them like were an eye-watering $1,000. Uh, but there has been better breeding techniques with the intersectional peony. So they're actually able to make a lot more intersectional peony. So it's, it's brought the cost down um, dramatically, quite frankly. Um, so, you know, typically if you go into a garden center, you're going to see... Uh, the tree peonies are actually not too bad. I want to say that the last time I bought one, it was like seventy nine ninety nine. Uh, yeah, obviously, with the herbaceous peonies, you know, depending upon where you're getting them and the size of them, they can be from fifteen ninety nine to like thirty five ninety nine. But the intersectional peonies are typically, um, if you get them, because most of the time they're sold, they're sold in you know a bigger pot. They're usually like a hundred twenty dollars or more. If you can get, like last year, I know my mom was able to pick up some um, Bartzella peonies from uh, Home Depot, not Home Depot, uh, Walmart actually, but they were in a smaller container, so they were $15 a pop. Uh, Flags Garden Center, which is where I tend to get my uh, my intersectional peonies, they used to have a grower that came out with them. Um, like it was for the peony connoisseur. So they would release a few like new varieties each year and they were in small gallon pots. So they weren't blooming size typically. It was like $39.99. I used to love those. Uh, But for the most part, if you're going to get an intersectional peony, you're going to pay well over uh, $100 for them. Now, Edo peonies have characteristics of both parents. They have a strong, almost woody-like stem. Um, They have deeply notched leaves that look like the tree peony leaves. And um, they don't require staking, which tree peonies typically don't. But like an herbaceous peony, they die to the ground each winter. Now, one thing that's really interesting with the Edo peonies is that, especially come fall, because with tree peonies, they start off as thick green, but like as the season progresses, they become woody. And to a certain extent, intersectional peonies do that too. And so sometimes like in fall, I notice that like the, what's left of the intersectional peony is very woody and it'll have like buds on them. Like that's setting up for next year, but the buds on them can't survive the winter. So it's always gonna, so even if you see it, don't get hopeful and think, Oh, I'll just leave it. Cause maybe next year it'll bloom. It won't, it's always going to die. Um, it'll die in the winter. Now, when it comes to the bloom form, it varies by variety. Just what, you know, whatever parents were used, uh, the size of the bloom for an Edo peony is definitely bigger than an herbaceous peony, but it's not as big as a tree peony. A tree peony is like dinner plate size. It can be like 12 inches. Whereas an herbaceous, I'm trying to think, I think most of the herbaceous can be like, like, you know, a good five inches. Though one of the ones I have, which is gardenia, if I remember correctly, I think I saw something that said when the plant is mature, it will have 10 inch blooms. Uh, but typically that's, that's, that's not typical of a, of an herbaceous peony. Usually they tend to be like a decent handful, which is like five inches, but an intersectional peony, 
typically has, I would say, a spread between, I would say, maybe six to eight inches wide. So it's it's right between the two the two parents. So the the intersectional peony, like both, do take a few years to reach maturity. You know, but once it does, an intersectional peony will have 50 blooms per plant and, and most have like two sets of flushes. So I, although I've had, you know, peonies in both this garden and my last garden, I never got them to the point where they had like 50 blooms, <laughs> but I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, if you keep following me on YouTube, eventually at some point, uh, when I'm doing my garden tours, you, you will see how big and how full they get. So, and how many buds they actually to produce. Now, currently uh, the ones that I have at Wildfell Manor are Bartzella. I have six of those. I have one called Caroline Constable, and I think I've got four of those. I have a single Scrum Diviliumptious. I have two Julia Rose and I have one called Morning Lilac and the other one it's called Pink Double Dandy. And of course, I'm always gonna be expanding my collection because I will be eventually expanding my garden uh, to the right. And so there will be peonies in there. Now, this year, uh, the Bartzella that I got from, that I planted last fall, um, which is only three of them. I, from what I saw, two of them have buds. I don't know that the third one does. I will check. Uh, Caroline Constable, all of those have buds this year. Scrum Diliumptious has buds. It's not, I think it's like one or two, but it's still there. Uh, the Julia Rose, they have a lot of buds. Now, um, I did get the last three of my intersectional peonies, the Bartzella ones for my mom this year. One of them was blooming, but unfortunately they're not doing as well as the ones I planted last fall. So they're going to be a year delayed, which is a little bit sad, but you know what? I, I'm, you know, once they start blooming every year, you'll have more uh, blooms. But I, I, but it's just going to look kind of weird because one set of the intersectional peonies is going to be definitely much further ahead than the, um, the other yellow ones. Uh, morning lilac. Now it's interesting because I just planted that this year. And so I did see it, you know, come up with a little stalk and I was like, okay, that's good. Maybe, you know, in two years I'll have a, a bloom. Well, I was flabbergasted when I walked into my garden earlier to discover that it actually has a single bud and it is really fat little bud. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see that bloom. And then I also planted a pink double dandy. I think... I think I remember where I planted. I know it's somewhere in the pink section. I'll have to look at my past video to see which one of the pink sections. But whatever it is, I in the pink section, I had a couple of peony plants that came up. And quite frankly, I I guess I, I didn't realize that there were where, you know what, I think I do know where the intersectional peony is, the, uh, the, the what is it, the pink double dandy, because... I think where I planted that one, I don't think I realized I had some uh, sorbet peonies in there. So I'm pretty sure that's the one I'm seeing. And when I looked at it today, it definitely had buds on it. Now, if I inadvertently, if I did plant it in the second, uh, you know, peony section, there is an outlying peony. That one has buds. So at the end of the day, I'll figure out once it actually starts to bloom. But it looks like both of the intersectional peony roots that I planted this year are actually going to come up. So if that happens, I'm definitely going to um, tag uh, 
Kathleen for Peony's Envy or like send her a message and be like, hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> Those two I got from you this year that were discounted, like they actually bloomed this year. I don't know what happened because that typically doesn't happen. Typically, it takes a good like two years before they will bloom. So uh, that's that. So in terms of care, you treat intersectional peonies just like an herbaceous peony in terms of the planting depth, um, that sort of thing. Um, there really are no, no, fuss, no fuss plants. The one thing I've noticed is intersectional peonies don't seem to be overly prone to diseases. Um, the other thing is that their leaves, unlike herbaceous peonies, do stay nicer throughout the year. As a matter of fact, um, in fall, their leaves actually turn a nice color. Um, but, you know, unfortunately with a lot of herbaceous peonies, by the time fall gets there, they're just so nasty that you're like, right, you know, you're cutting them down because it's just disgusting. Uh, intersectional peonies are not like that. They pretty much, um, stay, the leaves stay really nice until, you know, the cold finally, finally takes them. So in the end, um, I, you know, I know the Edo peonies are, are expensive. Uh, the most economical way to acquire them is by purchasing roots. I know some of the intersectional peonies, especially because now they're being more mass produced, tends to be cheaper. Like for example, the Bartzella one is that that one I've seen roots uh, for that that are like 20, like $29, $30. Um, you can tell usually which intersectional peonies are the newer ones. I keep using those terms interchangeably, as you can say, but you can tell which ones are newer because they do tend to be expensive. But after a few years, usually you'll notice, um, you'll notice the price on them come down. Um, so I think it's a great investment considering how beautiful they are. Um, they, you know, they're like every other peony. They have a really incredibly long lifespan. Um, now, intersectional peonies, Edo peonies, they are sterile, so they're not going to produce seeds. Uh, so if you want more of them, you're either going to have to buy new roots or you're going to have to do a root division. That's the only way to get more of the plants. Uh, but aside from that, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the only other thing I could think of to tell you that in terms of bloom sequence, intersectional peonies tend to open later, I guess, but depending upon variety, because in my last garden, I had one and I think it was called double dandy or something like that. And for whatever reason, that was like the first one to open before all the other herbaceous peonies. And typically it's not like that. Typically they open later in the season. But um, like I said, I'm sure it just de depends upon uh, what to plant parents were used. Because um, sometimes they may just take out, have take on the characteristics of the one instead of the other. So anyway, guys, that is it for intersectional peonies. I hope you found this interesting and uh, helpful, and I hope you guys acquire some of your own. Um, if you guys have other intersectional peonies or Edo peonies than I have, I, of course, am always happy to take suggestions to add to my list, and hopefully... Um, you know, I gave you guys some names of ones you might want to start with if you have not already started. Um, in my last garden, I know, like I said, I had Pink Double Dandy. Um, I also had one that was called Sequestered Sunshine. And, ooh, and there was this one, I think it was called like Margaret something. And I'll have to look that up, but I didn't bring any of those to my house with me. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I think the next podcast, first of all, I, I don't know when it's going to come out because I'm getting ready to start hardcore into my planting season. Uh, but the other thing is I'm thinking that maybe the next podcast I'll do a live garden party and that way I can do some uh, question and answer 
um, question and answer session. I have been getting a number of people who've been asking me questions on Instagram. There have been, for whatever reason, the video I posted back in early 2020, which is starting peonies, not peonies, poppies from seeds, gets a lot of views. And I actually just had somebody who contacted me who saw that video. So, um, and they're new to gardening, which is fine. But anyway, I thought maybe I'll do a live Q&A so people can call in, ask questions, and I will set a date for that. It's probably going to be in June sometime. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. If you have any questions, leave them in the comment section. Of course, the podcast can be found on Podbean as well as um, the iTunes um the, the Apple podcast store. And of course, if you guys are following me on YouTube, there will be a, like an audio, like an MP3 that will be on uh, YouTube if that's the way you prefer to listen. So I will see you guys in the next podcast.